You have found The Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country and track and field, professional road running, triathlon, and trail running in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. Hello, everyone. Before I get to my podcast with Josh Evans, recorded on November 10th, I wanted to give some of my thoughts uh, about this weekend's NCAA Division One and Division Three National Championships in cross country. We'll start with the big teams, the Division Three, and, uh, well, a huge tip of the hat to Jeremy Sudbury, Iowa State's Director of Track and Field and Cross Country, He did it again for the second time in three years. He gets a top five finish out of the Cyclones. Uh, Three years ago, they were national runners up. This year, the fourth place team in the Big 12 comes in and picks up a fifth place national championship. And two big thoughts that come out of this about why uh, Jeremy's been so successful um, with, uh, with, this recent uh, gig now taking over for Martin Smith. And um, one of those is that he has really successfully mined the transfer portal here. Five of the seven Cyclones who ran uh, yesterday in Charlottesville are transfers. You're talking about top runner, Sanele Masando. You're talking about Rogers Kiplimo or Rogers Rotich, however he goes by. Uh, from Kenya, uh, Saeed Michel uh, from Spain, uh, Ezekiel Rapp, and then Silas Winders. They are all transfers. And um, so, you know, he's doing a great job with the portal right now, uh, bringing in runners that he wants. And that leads to my second point, and that is that he's recruiting guys who can run 10,000 meters here. The Cyclones' two best meets of the year were not surprisingly the Midwest Regional uh, in, uh, in in Stillwater and then Nationals yesterday, both 10,000 meters. That was their two best performances of the year. So he is recruiting guys who can go that extra distance. Um, and uh, he even told me that at, at Big 12. If you listen to my interview with him, he feels that this team was better at 10,000 than 8,000. Felt like they got stronger. Uh, I mentioned specifically Gable Sieperta, who was three spots away from All-American honors. Uh, another great uh, performance at Nationals from Gable, um, who is an Iowan, former Central Iowan GLR prep, as many of you know, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, Iowa State. Um, so... They uh, he got this team to really peak at the right time. So uh, tremendous job uh, by Coach Sudbury, um, really outstanding. Um, and that leads to I guess my next point, and that is: is there any doubt now that uh, the Big Twelve Conference was the best conference in America here? Uh, Iowa State came in number seventeen in the nation, finishes fifth, as I mentioned. Oklahoma State wins it all. Uh, they were uh, coming in number two, the Big 12 champions, with a phenomenal 49 points scored. Uh, BYU, which was the runner-up at Big 12s in Ames, they finished third nationally. And then you had Texas, which topped the Cyclones in Ames at the Big 12s. 
they end up seventh. So Iowa State uh, overturns the number five Longhorns, um, gets a little bit of revenge over Texas. Hey, they're 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 leaving anyway. Who cares? Uh, best to get the final uh, say uh, with with Texas in by beating them. That had to feel sweet. Uh, for Jeremy and company. So that um, that's four in the top seven. So no question about it. People who went to the Big 12 championships in Ames saw the best conference in America. Going back to the Cyclones, you'd have to say they weren't clicking really on all cylinders at Charlottesville as well. Yeah, the top three all ran really great. Masando, 16th place, All-American, uh, outstanding there uh, as well. Um, Rogers Kiplimo, probably about the best he's going to do, finishing 37th All-American. Gable Sieperta, just three spots out of that All-American spot. Those guys all ran well, but Said Michelle, he was their top. He was their leader all season long, and um, he was 55th place at Virginia. So, if he runs in the top 15 ahead of Masando. That's a net gain there of 40 spots. And then, you know, Iowa State didn't, they had a big gap there. 66 spots between Michelle and the number five runner. So if they could close that gap even more, you look at the final scores and um, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Iowa State could have uh, definitely bumped Arkansas and uh, number three, BYU, 196 would have been right there. So uh, top three would have been right as well, right there for the Cyclones. My last thought here on the men is that uh, I'll be the first to say I don't usually root for a Big 12 school to win a national championships uh, unless it's Iowa State. <clears throat> However, in this instance, I definitely was rooting for the Cowboys on uh, Saturday. Felt like they were a team of destiny this year to win it. Um, really liked uh, the newcomers that they brought in. The seniors who were on that team last year who lost a tiebreaker to Northern Arizona. Heartbreaking fashion on their home course. You, you, you really felt for them. You were kind of rooting for them. Um, so, you know, and this, this was Dave Smith's best chance to win a national championship. So good to see them get it done. Uh, if it couldn't be Iowa State. And let's face it, uh, Northern Arizona has done their share of winning here. I mean, uh, nobody is going to feel sorry for them at all. I certainly don't. Uh, this is the eighth consecutive year now that NAU has either won the national championship or finished second at nationals. <coughs> so, uh, you know, no, no tears shed here for the Lumberjacks. And certainly not for Michael Smith. I... I think he's very cocky. I, th I think he's way too cocky. Uh, not not a big fan of his. So uh, good job to you, Oklahoma State. Glad you could, uh, hey, get that championship for Dave Smith. It's been, what, 12 years since he's won a title. So uh, good for him. But next year, uh, let's hope Iowa State gets it, right? Okay. Uh, on to the women. My uh, <clears throat> thought here consists on one person, and that is Peyton Noe. Uh, Peyton did not have her best race at nationals. Um, I still am wondering whether she was held out of, uh, regionals because, um, of tired legs or whether she did have, uh, some sort of a little niggle, uh, some sort of an injury. Um, 
needless to say, it wasn't uh, her best race at nationals. Finished 101st. Um, and, you know, if it was tired legs, you got to remember this. Uh, the former Ballard prep has been going at it hard since late July. Uh, my podcast uh, with Kyle uh, Wagner uh, earlier um, this fall. We talked about, uh, you know, all the uh, prep kids going off to college. And um, and I said on that podcast, you know, Peyton Noe was the, the, the top female non-professional at the Big 7 road race in Davenport in late July. So she's been going at it very hard since at least then. Um, so maybe, you know, tired legs did factor in. They'll learn from this and get better from it. And certainly we're going to hear a lot more from Peyton Noe. So let's not... Uh, uh, get too concerned about her finish at the end of the year. Peyton was all conference in the SEC and just won a couple other meets. It was just a phenomenal year for her. Uh, okay, on to NCAA Division Three championships, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And I think my jaw uh, hit my desk when I saw the results from that championships after I got back from working out at the gym and watching the division one championships on, uh, while I ran on the treadmill there. Um, when I saw that the Wartburg women finished 14th nationally, I, I could have never dreamt that they would finish that low five spots, even behind central college American rivers conference rival. Um, just, uh, just a bad day at the office for the Knights, unfortunately, uh, their hopes of winning a trophy were were dashed uh, way before then because they just could not get the number five runner that they needed all season long. Uh, that was I had foreshadowed that during previous podcasts, and um, it still wasn't resolved. And so, uh, coming in, they knew that well, a top five finish was was uh, going to be tough. And yet, um, when their top runner all season long, a gal who, in Lexi Brown, who won the regional championships the week before in Waverly, she finishes 152nd place in 22.52. Um, that um, really spelled any doom that they had of, uh, of even beating the Dutch in the team standings. And... Um, for Lexi, you feel bad for her because, man, like like I said, you know, a team leader all season, led them in every meet, and then you get to the biggest meet of the year, and, and you know, she just didn't have it. Um, I did uh, talk to Aubrey Fisher. Thank you, Aubrey, for responding back on Instagram. She said there was no fall for Lexi, no injury. Um, that was what she finished at. Uh, so... Um, uh, feel bad for them. Um, uh, great job by Aubrey, by the way, and uh, getting all American honors, finishing 35th uh, for the fourth time. Um, that's a phenomenal accomplishment for her. Uh, former AGWSR prep. Um, that, uh, by the way, um, well, that's third straight, third straight All-American finish because, I, yeah, they didn't have nationals that year. Uh, otherwise, it would have been four possibly. So she's the only one of three athletes to ever do that, along with Robin Olson. 
and Missy Buttry uh, were the other two. And uh, right now, Robin Friedman, and, uh, uh, many of you know Robin Olson as Robin Friedman. So she's in great company there, uh, finishing as a three-time All-American. And also the team leader on Saturday, Shaylin Hostager. Uh, Shay, a former Dubuque Hempstead prep, she ended up uh, as the top knight, as I mentioned, in uh, 21st place. The top uh, Iowan, however, was Caroline McMartin. Uh, what a phenomenal finish to her career. Joe Dunham has just done a fantastic job with both of those teams this year. Caroline finishes 12th nationally, uh, 21-20, and um, gets All-American honors again, former Pella Prep. So fantastic for her. And like I said, uh, the Dutch finished 9th nationally. So her and Megan Johnson, uh, former Applington Parkersburg Prep, both seniors, go out in great style. Uh, great to see that. On the men's side, you know, the Warburg men finished fifth nationally. Uh, probably about as good as they could have done. Uh, really good uh, performance by them. They've got to be pleased with their effort. Uh, Christopher Collett, uh, the senior uh, from Illinois, was 12th to lead them. Uh, he wasn't the top American Rivers Conference athlete, though. Caleb Silver, the gamer. Uh, he... Uh, the ultimate cross-country gamer. Big meets. This guy comes through. Former uh, BCLUW of Conrad Athletes. Seventh nationally. Congratulations, Caleb, being All-American. So a lot of good things that came out of that nationals meet. Um, uh, notwithstanding the Warburg women uh, uh, effort there. Uh, we'll see the Warburg women back, though. I'm very certain of that. Finally, to put a bow on this NCAA cross-country season, a fantastic one that it's been, want to acknowledge the strong, strong uh, programs that we have in Iowa at the junior college level. Let's talk about Division One. Iowa Western has their great Hilda Chibet Olamole. She was fourth place at women's uh, Division One nationals for Alabama running 19:22 for that 6k race at Charlottesville. Uh, Alabama finished seventh nationally so she is a former reber uh, and and also a just a phenomenal uh, job also uh, by Iowa Central's D Brown. He had two athletes who finished in the top six nat nationally at Division two nationals at uh, Joplin, Missouri. That is Eleonora Kartabi. Uh, she finished runner-up in the women's uh, championship there. Eleonora has been a past podcast guest. I highly recommend it. She was uh, a phenomenal guest there. Uh, uh, just really good interview there. Uh, and then on the men's side, Aspel Kiprob finished sixth nationally um, for East Central. So that's two athletes, uh, like I said, in the top six uh, former um, D. Brown athlete. So uh, really great impact um, outside of the universities. Okay, it is time for my interview. As I mentioned, uh, it took place with Josh Evans on November 10th. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, I certainly did. My guest today was the Gatorade Runner of the Year for Iowa in 2013 and 2014. 
He was a six-time Iowa State track and field champion competing for Lindmar High School. He also set Iowa State meet records in the 1600, a 40632, and the 3200 in 909, excuse me, 9.097 seconds. I knew I was going to mess that up. He also set the trick relays record in the mile in 41086 while earning most outstanding performer honors. He then committed to Iowa State, where he ran one season after redshirting his first season under new coach Martin Smith. He opted to transfer to NCAA Division II Colorado School of Mines, where he finished fifth in the 1500 at the 2019 NCAA Outdoor Championships while running 359.47. He also placed seventh uh, on, the, on the distance medley indoors in 2017. Uh, earning All-American honors. Now you can find him entering mile and 5K races locally while competing for the Run Ablaze Iowa team. Welcome to the show, Josh Evans. Hello, Josh. Hey, Lance. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is a thrill to have you uh, on the program, uh, talking to a real uh, track and field legend here in Iowa. Uh, we were talking before the show started that um, you still believe your Iowa State meet records are still there, the 1,632. Um, the overall record's been broken, uh, Jackson Heidish, and, uh, most notably, but um, still pretty exciting for you have those records there still. Yeah, sure thing. It definitely um, definitely makes it fun to go watch the state track meet every year to see see who's getting close. Um, I know it is it is only a matter of time. Uh, definitely appreciate that. Heidish taking it easy on me a little bit or taking a little bit easy on those records, but it is, it is cool having those and it is, it is definitely make it kind of fun to, to stay invested and watch the meet and going forward still. And it's fun to see you still running out there. Uh, I towed the line with you at IMT 5k. Uh, you ran last weekend at Hillbilly hike uh, from, well, it's, it's Carlisle uh, goes, starts and ends in Carlisle. Um, you're still, uh, going out there and getting after it what what keeps you motivated yeah um it's just i took so you know i you know i graduated back in 2019 um and you know i got done with you know i got done with my college running career and everything and said okay i'm going to take a little bit of a break maybe it's time to look for some other hobbies or look for something else and i think i took most of that summer pretty relaxed pretty easy but then by the time i had moved back from colorado and moved back here to des moines and man i i miss running so i kind of kind of dove back into it and i've been I don't know. It's, it's just something I'm, I'm really passionate about and really enjoy. I, I really have a good time trying to push myself. I really enjoy working out and running with other people. So it's just been a, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a fun hobby for me. So I, I just really enjoy being able to continue to be able to get, get out there. That's exactly what you said, actually, in a Q&A that I uh, came across while you were at School of Mines. Uh, <laughs> says, what is your favorite part of track and field? And you says, the best thing is it allows you to find your limit. Uh, you know, you really like uh, uh, pushing yourself to, you know, to the uh, to the extreme here. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it, it's it's a cool sport in that aspect, right? You can, in some sense, you can kind of make it as hard or as easy on yourself as you want. Um, obviously, I don't think there's anything wrong with with jogging and and just having a good time with you know, just for a social aspect or a little bit of a little bit of aerobic or cardio work. But I, I also find a lot of a lot of joy and a lot of fulfillment in trying to see how hard I can push myself and everything. So I think it's, it's kind of cool that you can kind of get all of that in one, in one activity. 
Yeah, and you're still, you know, running very strong times. That IMT race, uh, you were just, uh, well, 16 seconds behind uh, your, your Renablaze teammate, Austin O'Brien, ran 15.04. Um, really impressive time there. Um, you've also, uh, well, you won that Waterworks Park Spokeless Mile. Uh, you ran 4.30 there earlier this year. And then you went up to the Belmont Mile, which was, you know, really good competition there. Finished fifth there, running 4.10. So how do you do your um, kind of training? Uh, what, how, uh, what's your, what, what's it look like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess, if, if, if I can, I got to, got to plug one other, one other race I, I squeezed in there this spring. Um, okay. It's actually on that same, the same track that we ran the um, Belmont miles at, you know, Augustana college down there in the quad cities. Um, but I hopped in that Augustana twilight uh, track meet, you know, kind of it's the last, last oh. day to qualify for those division three guys. And so I hopped into 15 there and went three, I was three forty seven ninety seven for a 15. Mm-hmm. Um which, which actually, that was that beat that, that, that is my 1500 meter PR, um, not counting altitude conversions and stuff from college. So I was, I don't, I don't normally, I don't, I don't toot my own horn a whole lot, but I was, I was pretty, pretty proud and pretty happy with that one. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty exceptional 1500 time. Well, well, these are all exceptional times, but, um, how do you, uh, how do you get out and train here? I know, uh, Talking to uh, Tyson Whelan of the Runablaze uh, group, you, uh, you you don't like to stray farther than the 5K. Uh, that's pretty <laughs> much your limit. Uh, uh, I'm sure you get to the track a lot then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that's 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 definitely right. Right. I I I think my usefulness and um, talent level decreased pretty significantly above 5K. Um, so. I don't, I don't go toe to toe with Cody and Blake and those guys in races very often. Um, but at the same time, and I've, I've done workouts with, with those guys and Tyson and uh, Caleb, Sam, other guys on our run blaze team, uh, a pretty decent bit, um, especially like early season, you know, when everyone's doing fart licks and tempos and that sort of stuff, it works out pretty well for us to, to overlap and, and do workouts together. And then, um, you know, it, well, that's, it's, that's good that you're able to do that you're able to have, have some still workouts together um because you know those guys are so much more you know longer distance oriented yeah 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 they normally end up they normally end up thrashing me in, in tempos and fart looks and stuff but it's great to have it's great to have guys to pull me along and like you know we start you know started doing workouts in january february and it's cold and icy and snowy so it's it's good to have We'd have friends to meet up with to motivate you to, to keep getting out and keep going. So that's that's definitely a big part of it. So you you have had, you've had no desire to because you know generally when people leave college you know they want to go to the gravitate to the upper distances you know the ten k's half marathons, but you're still like nope I like my I like my spot. Yeah, um, I am sure I will give you know, a marathon and a, and a shot at some point here. But I think, I think my, at least my philosophy now is I'm, you know, I, I like being competitive in races and I like, you know, trying to be near, near the front as much as I can. Um, and it, I just, I don't think I would be able to do that in a marathon. I think, and, and, and just, you know, on the other side too, of like, I, I'm pretty injury prone. So to do the mileage, especially when it comes to mileage, if I start ramping my miles, I tend to get hurt pretty quickly so to do the mileage necessarily to run a the mileage necessary to run a good marathon i feel like i would just 
kind of break down. I, I kind of tried for one in the fall of 2019. I tried to ramp up a little bit to run to run IMT, but I ended up getting hurt about a month before the the full marathon there and wasn't able to wasn't able to race. So I'm sure I'll still do one here um, before too too much longer. But I yeah you know, I, I was talking with Austin about it this past weekend. It's like I just, we just enjoy we enjoy running fast running. You know that's it's kind of fun sometimes just to be able to, to hit fast intervals and, and run short, fast races. And so I'm still finding a lot of, a lot of joy in that. Got a birthday coming up in a couple months. I see. Yes, uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, you've still got the wheels, so why don't you use them while you got them? Right. And exactly. Then, you yep. Know, yep. When you get into your thirties, you know, and suddenly, you know, those, 1500 times or over four, you know, you're starting to <laughs> then you can, then you can go to the, go to the marathon, half marathon, you know, plenty of time to do that. So, um, uh, let's, let's kind of go back, I guess, uh, way back, uh, growing up, uh, uh, in Marion area, uh, you went for, you know, attended Lindmar high school, um, question i ask everybody how did you get into running uh, how did that uh, all start yeah um i was kind of thinking about this um i so i you know i i played soccer a while uh, i think i played you know not not super competitive i wasn't i wasn't great by any means but you know kind of ironic now but my my redeeming feature was that i could kind of keep running all over the field when some of the other kids would would get a little bit more tired so maybe that was indicative of my my career in, in distance running um but then, sure. you know, getting into like the seventh and eighth grade and starting school sports and everything. I mean, I think I tried, I think I tried all of them. I, I was on my, my seventh grade tackle football team as an offensive lineman, which, you know, went, went about as terribly as you'd expect. <laughs> um, I, you, and, you, you and Cody Bailey. Uh, <laughs> oh, did he do that yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. He tried football too, you know. That's funny. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm sure neither of us were destined to have great football careers, but obviously, you know, both of us found our our niches. But when, you know, what it came down to is running. Running ended up being the only sport I was kind of I was kind of good at. I did track in seventh grade and um, had some pretty good success there. So kind of slowly dove more and more into running and kind of cut away some of the other the other sports that I wasn't wasn't so great at. So then by I did I was part of our swim team, our school swim team, my freshman year high school. But everything after that has been has been strictly running. Okay. So no family members, um, no lineage there, uh, as far as quality. Um, so it, weird you should ask, but like, so at my, you know, my, my, my dad's, my dad has run, my parents run a little bit. My dad ran a little bit in high school. Um, but you know, nothing, you know, he's you know, a decent runner, but nothing, nothing crazy. But then I have, I have cousins on either side, uh, either side of my family, both my, my mom and my dad's side that are both that are, have got excellent runners on, on both sides. We've got, uh, a couple of times state champion, high school state champion from, from Arizona. And then a couple of time, yeah. uh, I can't quite remember if state champion, but a you know, really, really talented runner in Washington state as well. So on both sides, we've got, we, so there's, there's some, there's some genes in the family there for sure, but just didn't, didn't show up at my parents level. Okay. All right. Um, so when did you kind of know that, Hey, this is, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I got, and I got a chance to do something special, uh, at the state level when did that kind of kick in there yeah i think it was so because that never happened for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so like i said i started track seventh grade year um 
and that was the first time I'd really run or raced competitively. I'd done, you know, maybe a couple of runs with my dad and stuff before, but nothing super competitive. Um, and even then that track season, I remember it's being, it's being good. Um, we had a, we had a, we had a good four way middle school team, seventh grade team. So we had a lot of fun with that. Um, but then that summer I did some of that USATF and AAU um, kind of junior Olympic youth track meets. There was a, uh, Cedar Rapids Track Club was kind of one of that USATF club in the in the Cedar Rapids area. So I signed up for that and joined that and did a lot of those races over the summer and had a lot of success there. Um, I think I think I made it to the, you know, the AAU uh, Junior Olympic, you know, like the national meet that, that year in, in Drake. Um, and I got, I want to say fourth in the 3K, kind of my first summer competitive racing against, you know, against, you know, against a bunch of, a bunch of other you know, seventh graders or whatever. So I, I think finishing there and be like, Oh, wow. Like that's, you know, because I've placed pretty well for, for this, this national meet here and everything. So I think kind of seeing that was, I said, wow, I can be maybe pretty good at this sport. So it was kind of pretty bought in from that point on. Do we have any stories you want to tell about uh, competing at state meet? Uh, any adversity you had to face uh, during those six championships? Uh, like I said, you've, like you said, you've had five days to think this over uh, <laughs> since we lined this uh, uh, interview up. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, there's tons of tons of incredible memories, right? Like, you know, so coming from coming from Linmar, you know, our, our schools over on the eastern side of the state. So every time we got to go to Drake for the state, or you know, go to Des Moines for the state track meet, was always a big, you know, big fun experience for us. We get to get to stay in a hotel as a team and hang out together as, as a team for you know three or four days there so that was i mean i just remember those those were some great times right just hanging out with my hang out with my teammates and we were we we're fortunate at Linmar to have a really good distance program so there was always a number of, yeah. of other distance guys racing out there with me so we pack you know have two rooms full of just distance guys out there so it was it was just lots of fun ha- hanging out with friends and everything so that was there were lots of lots of great memories did you, did you, did your team finish runner up that year? You won four titles, the 32, 16, 800 and sprint medley. Yeah. Yeah, we did. It was pretty awesome getting to finish second place as a team like that. Um, I mean, it's just so much more fun when you've got a group of guys around there with you to, to help celebrate it. And if I remember right that year, we had a really, really good long jumper. Uh, I think he also dabbled in some high jump, but I think he was, he was the state champ and broke our school record in long jump that year. Um, so it was it was pretty cool having and then you know obviously again like like I said a couple couple of good distance teammates around me too to, to score some points there as well. So having having that team finish um, second that year was awesome. We we actually had won the year before. So as my as a as a junior, I was part of a team that had won. So having just kind of a couple of years in a row there of of good team performances at state was pretty exciting. And with all the points you racked up, you still didn't win. Uh, you still didn't win as a senior. Who who beat you that year and? Uh, what was the what was the spread there? Do you remember? Um, I know I know it was Waukee. Um, that was before the split, so it was, there was just one Waukee school. Um, so they they took us down. I want to say they they got us by 10, 15, 20. I don't. It wasn't oh, yeah. terribly close. I think they they had us. It wasn't to the point where like, oh man, if we had one guy race better, we would have gotten them. It was they they were a good team that year. I think they had a lot of field and a lot of a lot of hurdlers. Um, a lot of sprinters, yeah. Yeah, now that's kind of ringing a bell. I thought, yeah, they had some some good hurdlers and sprinters that year. Uh, so yeah, that that makes sense. So at this point, um, 
you know, you win four state titles, you're highly recruited nationally. You decide to go up, well, west, I guess, <laughs> from Marion, right? You're going yep, west yep. over to Ames. Um, how tough was the recruiting process, and uh, why did you initially choose Iowa State? Yeah, uh, you know, I w- kind of went through that recruiting process most of the, you know, summer after or summer after my junior year, going into the fall of my senior year, um, and then it was cool. It was it was it was fun. You know, it was, it was cool kind of having these these college programs call me and and be interested in having me having me run for them and everything in college. So that was that was kind of a cool uh, a cool time. Um, I looked at a couple of different schools. I think I made visits out to Oklahoma State and Stanford and Iona uh, wow. on top of on top of Iowa State. So really got really had a blast just kind of traveling. I was able to go out to all their campuses and everything. So just seeing seeing a lot kind of those cool parts of the country and and meeting with these you know these obviously these great coaches and the great you know the great athletes on the team and everything. So it was it was a fun uh, it was a fun a fun season for sure. Um, ultimately, that was. That was um, Coach Martin Smith's first first fall at Iowa State was was that fall of 2013. Um, when you know, yeah, when he was right. so he was, was kind of part of his first recruiting recruiting class and everything. Um, I was just really yeah, you and you and Dan Kurtz, yeah. Were yep, yep. Among, uh, among others, yeah. Yeah, and actually, I was on my official my visit to Iowa State. I was I um, they brought me in at the same time they brought Dan Kurtz and um, Nate Rodriguez from Arizona. Um, they had all three of us there the same weekend. So it was, I just thought it was really cool getting to be there with those guys. And then, the, you know, coach Smith and, and coach Sudbury was there at the time as well. Um, and they just, they did a good job painting a picture of kind of what they wanted, you know, wanted the program to turn into. Right. Um, you know, Iowa state, Iowa state had obviously had, had success in, you know, like years previously, but you know, those, those last couple of years hadn't been quite as successful. So they were, they really had a cool vision for what they wanted to build the program into. And, you know, us being their first recruiting class that we were kind of like, you know, you know, we were kind of going to be the foundation of that and everything. And with my, with my time at Linmar, it had been a, kind of a similar sort of boat where we had some really successful teams in the early two thousands at Linmar. And then, um, but then, you know, the, the couple of years right before I got there, we, we didn't have quite as much success. And, you know, between me and a couple of my teammates, you know, a couple of years old, you know, a year or two older, a year or two younger, we had, we were able to build a really cool program. So I, I kind of saw some parallels there and, so that would be really kind of cool to get to to build another team here um, at Iowa State. Okay, so everything was looking good, um, even with the new transition to Martin Smith. You were being pretty positive, redshirted that first year, and then um, competed some the second year. But um, you decided to leave Iowa State. Was it just uh, weren't you not seeing eye to eye with the coaches as far as workouts? What was the deal there? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it was not the the Iowa State experience wasn't wasn't um, you know obviously it was not what I was looking for. Um, you know, I was I mean, I've obviously <laughs> put a lot of thought into that over the years and everything. Right? Is you know what what went wrong? What, what mm. happened there? Um, well, I'm sure Cyclone Nation out there is going. Hmm. Well, <laughs> they want to. They're listening intently here to what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, you know, it was, it was it was it was several different things, right? I mean, part of it was. Part of it was my end, right? As you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, right? Is I'm I'm kind of a lower mileage guy. I don't tend to handle high mileage super well. Um, you know, I, I think I have I perform best when I'm able to run lower mileage and kind of kind of focus more on some speed stuff. Um, 
and their, you know, their, their program and what, what works well for, obviously for a lot of college kids is to kind of up mileage and kind of be, you know, kind of an aerobic type system, you know, a lot of tempos, a lot of, you know, a lot of higher mileage stuff. Um, so just that, you know, that kind of difference there kind of just put me in a spot where I was going to have to put me in a tough spot to be, to, to really excel. Right. So that, you know, that first fall I was redshirting and I got hurt, um, kind of that first fall I was there, you know, trying to up my mileage and everything. So that you know, kind of put me off to a, to a bad start. And then, you know, coming into, you know, my second year when I, you know, was supposed to be, you know, starting to run in Jersey and everything I was, was struggling with injuries then as well too. So part of it was, was just having a hard time getting healthy, just, just kind of with, um, with, you know, kind of how not compatible those, those systems were, um, you know, you know, the coaches did a good job of trying to work with it and everything, but you know, that was, that was part of it. Um, and I think part of it too, and this, you know, this, you know, on, on me of, I, I, you know, coming out of high school and everything, I had a lot of experience running, running from the front of races and running, you know, running in front of team workouts and everything. And you know, maybe kind of sounds bad, but used to being, you know, in, in the front of this stuff. Right. So I, I don't okay. think I was prepared mentally to handle and, you know, deal with, um, you know, running with people and getting beat by people all the time and workouts and everything. So I, I just didn't give myself uh, a good, I didn't have a good framework to like, you know, kind of re- recover and, re- you know, um, you know, expect that, Hey, these guys are all, you know, these are college runners. They've been running like this for years. They're going to, they're going to stop me the first couple of years while I get my feet under me. And especially as, you know, these are all, you know, big aerobic guys and we're trying to run big tempos with them. I'm going to, I'm going to struggle with that regardless. So I just think I, I didn't have the mental framework I needed to be able to, um, kind of rebound and, and learn from those experiences as well as I, I needed to. I don't think I was just, I just wasn't mature enough to kind of have those realizations while I was there. Were you kind of going back to my last podcast guest, Maggie Davis, were you kind of like her, were you kind of in her group that was kind of the 800 miler group, um, shorter distance. Yeah, I was, I was listening to that. And so that the thought actually hit me is like, man, that was, that probably would have been a better group for me. I bet I would have had more success had I oh, kind of focused no. on those workouts. So I, I was in with, they you know, yeah, yep. Yeah. I was up there, yeah. up there, uh, or was supposed to be up there with, with, with the big boys running all the mileage and, and workouts and everything. And it just, yeah, obviously yeah. just, just didn't pan out. So. Okay. Well then, yeah, that, that's a, that's a mistake by Martin Smith. And so, um, the podcast, I don't know if you ever listened to Dan Curtis's podcast. It came out. That was the first one of the year this year, but oh. he, he was not, he was not, he was not too highly, uh, appreciative of Martin Smith kind of thought his coaching was a little bit archaic. Just a lot, a lot, a lot of his workouts were old school and, and, and not, um, really indicative of what you needed to, uh, as a 21st century runner. Um, any thought about that where you're like, I mean, this training just isn't working for me. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the definitely, yeah, yeah. There are definitely, definitely some aspects of that. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, the other component for me that, that really, that really broke it for me. And it, it's from what I've heard now, it seems, you know, from, from what I've heard of, seems like they they're going the right way with things now right seems like they got a good a good strong yeah. program and it seems seems like they're they've got things lined up but just the it was a it was just kind of a weird team atmosphere there for a little while you know when I when I was there um 
you know, with which co- with Coach Smith's first year there, um, that, you know, that first fall in 2013 and into 2014, they they uh, cut and you know they removed a lot of the guys from the team. So that the couple, you know, the, the small group that was left. It's you know when I came into came onto campus there in 2014. So they you know it was kind of a kind of a, just a different vibe there than I was used to with with so many of their old teammates having been you know cut or, or kind of having left. Um, and then just the, the way I, I perceived it was there was, I guess, yeah, like the workout style was, you know, in, in high school and then, and then in the future at mines, I really liked, you know, we kind of all worked out as a big team, right? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't separate little groups doing their individual thing, but it was kind of a, a, the whole team goes to, you know, one location at one time and kind of, kind of does the workout together. You know, obviously the top guys and girls are going to separate out, but, you know, everyone's kind of more or less doing the same thing together at the same time. Um, but at, at Iowa state, it was just, it kind of, I got the impression it was, it was almost, you know, three or four little, little sub teams on the team of, you know, three or four guys in each group. And they're kind of doing stuff at different times and may or may not have different workout schemes entirely and everything. So it just kind of felt weird and kind of felt like we were all always kind of fighting for coaches, you know, coach Smith's kind of attention and everything. So it was, it was just kind of a, it was just a weird, a, an unusual environment for, for me. And I just, just not something I was. The dog eat dog environment and sound like they were all, yeah, fighting for a little, yeah, a little bit of uh, trying to get, yeah, like, like, like you said, trying to get uh, uh, the best of each other. Um, so um, was it a case where when you told the coaches, hey, I'm after two, in, two injury field years, I'm leaving. I'm going to go. Was it like a case where, no, we want you to stay or, well, okay, you can go. I mean, what's the, what was their feeling? Yeah. And so, yeah, by the end of that, by the end of that spring of, you know, my, my redshirt freshman, you know, my second year at Iowa state, it was, it's pretty clear that, you know, something, something wasn't working. I was, I was still trying, but I was, I was pretty burnt out and pretty, you know, I was, I was not having a great time with it. And, I mean, the coaches, they, they gave me a lot of chances. They gave me, you know, they, we, we tried to tweak some things here and there. So, they, you know, they, we definitely tried to make it work. They did a good job at, in trying to accommodate and trying to help me out with it. But, you know, we, we, I think we both knew that just the, that system was not, was not one I was going to be successful in. Um, so when I, you know, kind of decided that I wanted to transfer out, they said, yep, we totally understand. We're, you know, we're sorry. Sorry it didn't work out, but they didn't, they didn't fight me on it or anything or, or give me a hard time. In, you know, the, with the transfer process. So I'm, I'm very, very appreciative of that. Yeah. Too bad they didn't get you in with the 800 uh, group, you know, more, more of that kind, maybe it might've yeah. worked out a little better. Yeah. It's just too bad. So, so how did you end up at uh, mines then? I know you were, you know, your majoring was chemical engineering. Did that kind of fit with what you wanted? Um, and you went down a level to division two. Um, how did you find them? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, so I was I was majoring in chemical engineering while I was at Iowa State as well. Um, so I and I had I'd really liked my degree plan, you know, so far. Um, so I was very interested in continuing to pursue that degree. Um, and I, I at the point I was like, I, I do I want to give running another shot. Like I know I know this Iowa State experience didn't work out very well, but I would like to continue trying to run and see if I can kind of you know refine that spark somewhere else. Um, so I remember just looking with my with my parents for you know, schools that had a good, schools that had a good engineering program and schools that had a good running program. And, um, well, we've always, as a family, we've always loved taking trips to Colorado, vacations to Colorado and everything. So 
once you know we started looking and saw oh this, this Colorado School of Mines they're Division two, but they've got a, a really successful um, running program there, and and a you know a, you know really outstanding engineering program and everything too. So they they popped up, and um, Montana State University and you know and Bozeman popped up as well. So kind of reached out to you know Coach Steamers at Mines and um, the coach of Montana State to see if they'd be if they'd be interested, and you know they they were, and let me come out and, and visit and check out the areas and everything, and ended up just you know from from the visit to to the school of mines it just and it just felt right it was it was a fun team you could tell the team had fun being together and had fun working out together so it just just the, the team atmosphere there felt felt right so i, I just i was yeah decided to go there and a, a breath of fresh air right in both in both respects not only just <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the team but uh... but that nice colorado air out there um you had to have enjoyed your what three years you're out there? Uh, yeah, yep, yep. Spent spent yeah. three years out there. Um, yeah, and actually, so by the by the time I left Iowa State, I'd actually I had torn my labrum in my hip. Um, so I spent the whole summer as I was going through the transfer process, like completely unable to run. Um, and I actually mm-hmm. I got surgery on it out in Colorado. Um, you know that that kind of that in the middle of August there that that you know I guess August 2016 it would have been. Um, so I, I spent my first first semester on campus. You know, I was in crutches for a couple of weeks and couldn't run for you know a month yeah. or two there. But so I, was, I remember being all nervous that you know the, the coach, you know, Coach Seamers wasn't going to want me on the team because I had to get surgery and everything. But he said, no, 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 no. You know, take your time. You know, we'll, we'll get you healthy and then we'll, we'll get you out there. So I just remember being, yeah. So it was it was just, and it was kind of fun too to be able to get to know the team and get to know the campus and everything without out the pressure of having to get right back into running right away so i think it ultimately worked out worked out all right if i had time to kind of transition to to life out there and everything so it was yeah it was it was it was a great experience and like i said on the on the intro um you were able to get in a good enough shape to help them on the dmr uh finish seventh nationally so a program record um 951.18 maybe it stands still i don't know uh, but um, so you, you were, and you were able to uh, qualify for nationals. So you eventually got back to what you were hoping for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, you know that that DMR that's that's a fun that's a fun joke with us now too. Because yeah, that 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 record, um, you know, that school record does still stand. And you know, we always joke that yeah, we were kind of a <laughs> we were kind of a, a B team that that ran that race that year. We had. Uh, another mile or two. We had one. We had two faster milers. One was redshirting that year, and the other had qualified for the the individual mile finals. So he didn't he didn't race um, the DMR with us. We we kind of put our our B team in, but we all had. I mean, you know, obviously we're all good runners to, you know, to begin with. We all had all had great days, and they've had some amazing mid distance guys come through since. But they just can't get all four to to show up on the same day and and run run um, run a better time, even though they're all they've all been capable of it. So it's, we, we like to give, we like to give the younger guys crap for back to them. You know, the B team has got the school record still. So, uh, I love, I love the, uh, athletic team name, the ore diggers. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. Um, cause you are, I mean, uh, they don't make any bones about it that, um, you know, you're a science-based, um, university, uh, a, a lot of it, um, a lot of miners and settlers in the area, just like uh, Maggie Davis, uh, where you know where she's at now. So uh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool when I saw that. 
Yeah, when I saw it, she's out of Black Hills and everything. I said, "Yep." So their their school is obviously in the in the RMAC with with mine with Colorado School of Mines and everything. And and yeah, our school started with a mining engineering program way back in mid eighteen hundreds or something like that. So yeah, they definitely they definitely lean into that that tradition, and it, it makes for a pretty cool experience. Yeah, and a, it says a focus on energy and the environment, um, along with that engineering, and that's what you do now. Um, you uh, work for Chevron uh, Renewable Energy Group, um, so that's pretty cool that you're working for a biodiesel uh, company. Yeah, yeah, it, it has been. It's yeah, it, it's been awesome, right? Like like you said, you know, kind of getting to do energy, but also with you know an environmental twist on it is has been has been really cool. So um, yeah, my yeah the degree there set me up really well and was able to to find find yeah it was was previously just renewable energy group we got we got bought out last year by by chevron but it's you know it's been it's been an enjoyable work experience so i've really enjoyed getting to do that who owned it before chevron uh, uh, uh we were just our own uh, our own we, we were we were like a, a publicly traded company um oh, but you know okay. so we were we were you know we were our own thing but obviously much smaller than 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 big chevron so Okay. You're based in Ankeny. Do you uh, uh, work in the office? Do you work at home split? Uh, how does that all work uh, for you? Yeah. Um, we, we got a, we have a split, which is, um, which is awesome. I'm actually I'm talking to you from home today. Um, so we were in the office a couple days a week and from home a couple days a week. And um, my, my role there, I get to travel to, we've got a couple production facilities kind of across the Midwest um, so the, the one I support most often or the one I support now is up in Albert Lee, Minnesota. So I drive up drive to and from Minnesota probably once or twice a week. So it's, 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 got, it's, a, it's a lot of variety, which is pretty fun. It keeps it from getting, from getting stale. So you're kind of a quality control person. Is that what you do or? Yeah. My, my title is uh, process yeah. engineer. So it's, it's, which is very, very vague and very, very nebulous. Um, but <laughs> You know, essentially, it's just like okay, well, it's it's a uh, you know a chemical production plant. So our you know goal of the, the engineer is to make sure it runs safer, better, cheaper, faster, right? So just trying to help okay. help the guys up there make sure everything's running safely and work on projects to make it run safer and you know make it run a little bit cheaper. If we can save something here, save some chemicals there, then then you know that's that's good for all of us. So just just helping out with projects and and trying to help help things run smoothly up there spending three great years out in Colorado, you decided to come back to Iowa and, and okay. work for that company. Uh, why come back to Iowa <laughs> when you get a possibly chance to be out in Colorado? What's the, what's the philosophy there? Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> I, I laugh because yeah, I ask myself that all the time. Um, my wife would tell you that I, I asked that of, of us all the time of like, why, why did we come back? Um, but we're going to get to Kayla here soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. I, you know, I grew up in, obviously went to, went to Linmar high school. So my family's still uh, over there in the Eastern Iowa area. Um, and I had interned with this company with, with renewable energy group, uh, while I was still, you know, over the summer while I was, while I was a student. Um, so I, I knew this company already and they, they'd offered me a full-time position. So it was a little bit of, I had a good job that I knew I liked, uh, back here in central Iowa. And I, I knew I had family in the area and, I just it was it was kind of fun to get a chance to be to be back closer to them. So, okay. so it was a hard call, but but I think it was I think it's a good one. 
Well, we're happy to have you in Iowa. You're in Ankeny now, a fine suburb of Des Moines. Um, and your wife, Kayla, she's also a distance runner. She ran for Wichita State. I thought that name sounded familiar when I looked at it. Um, um, so uh, with Rebecca Topham, I, <laughs> I of course, followed her career. Um, yeah, yeah. Former Griswold prep. So, um, but um, how did you meet her? Um, you know, she's, uh, you've actually married a Canadian. She's uh, actually <laughs> from the Toronto area, right? So, yeah, although, yep, yep. although Toronto, you're, you're almost an American, right? I'm such an Americanized city, but um, um, how did that all work out since she was at Wichita State, you're at Colorado School of Mines? Yeah, we, so no, we, we did meet out, uh, we met out in Colorado. Um, like you said, she, she did her undergrad at Wichita State, but she wanted to do, uh, she's a physical therapist now, so she needed to go to, um, you know, PT doctorate program to, to get that degree. And she ended up going out to a school um, on the west side of Denver, you know, not, not too far from Golden, called Regis University. So she, she was out there. Um, she, that's where she overlapped with me. You know, I was at, I was at, that was the same time. She was there the same time I was at, out at mines. Um, so she was still running out there and she kind of hopped in a couple of races. There were a couple of open track meets on our track. So she, she raced up there a couple of times and just started hanging out with our friend group. We kind of, our circles just kind of crossed that way. And, you know, the rest is, rest is kind of history. So. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and you guys got married in 2021, I see. So, uh, yeah. Anything? I got to ask you anything memorable about your wedding day? There's always something. I I have a couple well, horror stories from my wedding, so uh, <laughs> things that didn't go right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, everyone's got a few, but um, well, the, you know, the, the biggest thing, the worst, I guess, we it poured the entire day, right from sun up to sundown i think we got three inches of rain that day or something i mean it was just it just poured the entire day um but you know i think we probably had 50 people tell us that day that that rain on them on your wedding day is good luck so and everything's been going all right since so you know we we had our our venue was set up to do indoor stuff as well so it wasn't wasn't too big a pivot um and you ultimately just rolled with it fine and everything but it was you know, we were all bummed. We had a, you know, a beautiful outdoor uh, kind of a bar- farm area with, with uh, lots of, you know, some cool scenery and everything. So would have been cool to do it all outdoors, but you know, it is what it is. You can't, can't control the weather. So we made the best of it and, you know, still had a great time. Where'd you have it at then? Uh, it's called Koru Berry Farm. It's in the, you're just outside the Amana colonies, kind of in, okay. you know, East, East Central Isle a little bit. Um, so a little bit closer okay. to kind of my parents and, and that side of that side of things. But it was, it was a beautiful place. Okay, I, she's popped up a little bit on my uh, on my running uh, uh, blog here. She does done. She's done a little bit of uh, off road racing. Yeah, yeah. She still runs a bit. She's she's on the Run Blaze team as well. Um, yeah, she did that kind of that Iowa Trail Race series last. I believe that was last year. So did a couple of those, okay. which she had a blast with, and. You know, she's done a couple of races here and there. Um, I think she she did the spokeless mile with me over the summer. She did, you know, she was in I think the open field of the Blazing 5K here in October as well. So yeah, she still she still runs a good bit. She enjoys it. Okay, so she have. Uh, I, I want to talk about this dynamic uh, with her being Canadian and you being American. Is there? Uh, 
any uh, thing around the house where you've got uh, uh, an American and Canadian uh, mix there uh, of your furniture and uh, paint paintings, uh, wall hangs? <laughs> what's you know what's going on here? Is she a proud uh, Canadian? Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, very you know proud proud Canadian for sure. Um, probably the biggest thing, uh, you know. So the I think it I think it's Hudson's Bay is a clothing company or a, a company up there. Um, for a long time, they provided a lot of like the Team Canada gear. So they'd make all sorts of like cool Canada, oh. you know, Team Canada jackets and you know hats and that sort of stuff. And apparently, their their signature item was these these Team Canada kind of woolen knit uh, mittens. Um, so I think we have probably five pairs of those hanging around our house that that Kayla's bought and, and brought back over the years. So we've got and I mm. my first. My first uh, Christmas up there with with her and her family, I was I was gifted a pair of those. So it's, it's how I knew I was I was gonna gonna make it in with her family and everything. So it's gonna be there's. So I'm looking back at this interview that I talked about that I found um, is one of your uh, traditions there for uh, races is eating beets because of the fantastic <laughs> nitrates uh that they provide for you um really good um increases your blood flow it gets nitric oxide oxide into your blood do you still eat beets before all these uh, miles and 5k's i i do yeah i, I was i was eating them all spring and and yeah even yeah if you looked in my fridge right now there'd still be a leftover container from from the race just you know whatever you know week and a half ago so um yeah i still i still eat them <laughs> They're they're very underrated uh, food here. Uh, one of my market to market relay guys uh, serves them up every year at our meal for us. So nice. uh, he's he's a big uh, big proponent of of beets. So um, yeah. Uh, so you're listening out there. You know, get on this beet train. I think it could help you run a PR. I think so. I think so. yeah. They're they're not bad. You, yeah. There's there's good ways to prepare them, and you even if you just get a can, it's not it's not too terrible. Yeah. So what, uh, what kind of things do you do to uh, avoid being injured now? Um, since you're 27 years old here, uh, getting, you know, injuries, uh, you know, we've talked about this year, you know, you've got uh, an, a past injury uh, history here. So uh, what do you, what do you have to do to stay healthy? Yeah, I think, I think it's a couple of things. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is just, just acknowledging that, Hey, I can't go out and crank miles or, you know, just run, run all these miles. I can't just be, you know, mileage junkie, like some of these other guys, like, you know, I, I, I love running. I love getting out and running. So I think my natural tendency would just be to, to run and run and run. But I think I've, I think I've at the point now where I'm at least mature enough to know that I, I can't just, just do all the miles I want. I'm going to, going to break before I get, get tired of doing it probably. Um, so just, just kind of being, aware of the fact that hey i should probably i need to limit my mileage um so this spring when i was doing kind of that, that track campaign I, I don't think i got much more than about 45 um and then you know through the summer and fall it's been about 30 to 35 so and that's that's helped um and then you know the other joke too is right i i married a pt right you know kayla's a physical <laughs> therapist so um when when little things do come up i get to i get to have a in-house pt kind of me out and, and take a look at it too so that's that's a no small part of it as well smart man yes for <laughs> sure so uh so 
people will find you in Ankeny, probably at Ankeny High School or Centennial. Where's your go-to uh, workout place? Favorite workout spot? Yeah, um, I with the Run and Blaze guys, we like to meet at Sadell High School quite a bit. Um, that's kind of tends to be oh, our go-to yeah. spot. That school there is, you know, they're really they're really good about keeping the track open and having really kind of host lots of different groups there and everything. So definitely appreciate that that they're able to do that and they're willing to have different groups kind of come in and, and use, you know, run on the track and everything. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, but I do, uh, I'm, I'm, I am also an assistant coach for the Ankeny boys cross country team and, and hopefully soon to be assistant track coach as well. Um, okay. So I uh, get to, I can kind of hop on their, their facility as well to, when I, when I need it. So so you got you got a lot on your plate then because you're you know you're traveling a couple times a week you said um, generally and up to Minnesota and um, like you say uh, coaching duties when do you when do you find time to actually get your workouts in then what's what what's your best time yeah um, it, it, a lot of it depends. Um, the, the one, the one cool thing, the one, one thing I really enjoyed with, with this fall, right. Is, you know, at, so as an assistant coach or as a volunteer coach with the, with the Ankeny team, one of the things that the head coach, um, coach Lindemann wanted me to help do was kind of help run with the guys and some of their workouts and everything. So I got to hop in and, and pace some of their guys and, um, as, as maybe you've seen, but they, you know, they have a, they had a really strong team this year. So there's lots of fast guys there for me to kind of help with. So definitely got some of my workouts in that way. And then other than that, um, just, just fitting them in when I could, uh, again, Kayla gave me a lot of crap for it this fall, but you know, if, if the best time to do another workout was the day after an Ankeny workout, then, then I would do a couple of back-to-back workouts. Um, so probably wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't endorse that as a training method, but I, I was just kind of having fun with it this fall and just kind of enjoying just, yeah, enjoying being able to, to get these workouts in when I could. And you jumped into a lot of races too. So, uh, uh, credit to you for jumping in all that, uh, as well. So it's, um, well, you've, you know, Tim sent, uh, went, to, went up to Iowa state. So, um, uh, Iowa state's kind of bringing back some, some Iowa kids now. It seems like, um, under Jeremy Sudbury, they're kind of changing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, now with my Ankeny connection, I've, I've heard a lot about Tim from from the coaches there. And uh, I've gotten to meet him once uh, last fall, I believe, at one of the meets up there. So obviously he seems like a seems like a great guy and excited to see that he's um, been able to race a little bit for him this fall. So um, and yeah, and then with with Gable um, Separate, obviously, he's had a really, really great career. And uh, you know, I, I knew Thomas Pollard really well. We were we were good friends. So I haven't seen him being able to kind of come back from all his his stuff and have a good end to his career. So it's, it, it has been exciting to see that they've been able to, to have some really cool success with, with Iowa kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, so before I let you go, um, well, I'm curious what you do, uh, what your other hobbies are outside of the track. What do you, what do you like to do with Kayla in your, in your spare time when you're not out uh, doing workouts? <laughs> I know at the at the time you were at Mines, you liked hiking because you know, it's, a, it's one of the great things to do out in Colorado, right? I mean, how how scenic is that? But uh, what else, what do you like to do outside? Of, uh, yeah, um, nothing too crazy, right? I mean, I think so. I I, I listened to, to Tyson's podcast as well, and it cracked me up. You know, he was talking about his cats. So we have we we were proud cat parents as well. So we've got 
we've got three cats um that keep us you know so we we like hanging out with them um but kayla and i we'll we'll go for bike rides together we'll go um yeah well yeah we'll we'll go for runs together so it's kind of a fun way to to spend some time together while also also getting getting the running fix um we you know we, we try to travel quite a bit we go we go back to colorado pretty often so i think we've been back at least at least once a year ever since i've graduated so we like to try to get out and, and do hiking trips and, and see all our friends and stuff out there so um definitely definitely big outdoors fans so we'll you know try to go camping and hiking and stuff when we can so you're still friends with a lot of your college uh teammates then wow yeah yeah no, they're they're a great group, and actually next, I think, yeah. So next weekend, headed down to the the Division Two um, National Cross Country Championship is in Joplin, Missouri, and our yeah. our team has a really cool tradition of um, every fall we, you know, a lot of the alumni and a lot of the a lot of the boys and girls, the guys and girls still on the team, will all try to come to the meet to watch the watch the seven you know seven men seven women that are racing in the meet. So it's always kind of a cool alumni event, kind of a yeah, reunion for, for all of us alumni and everything to kind of congregate up and everything. So I'm, I'll be headed down there next weekend to, to see everybody. So it's, I, I just think it's a really cool tradition that, that they have that, that so many, so many folks come back even after they've graduated to, to kind of hang out and, and spend time and support the team and everything. So. Okay. Here's a little bit of an oddball question. I always have one, one or two of these every <laughs> time, but uh, thought about this last night. I thought, who is the most famous Linmar graduate? Uh, you know, pretty big size high school in Iowa. Who, who, do you, who in your mind is the biggest, yeah, the biggest name coming out of uh, Linmar? I think it's got to be Marcus Page. He's a, I don't know if you follow basketball oh, as much yeah. as running. Oh, goodness, yes. I remember Marcus Page, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was so North good. North he was Carolina, a, right? yeah, yep. Yep, he was a senior when I was a sophomore, so I even got to play, watch him play a couple of times, or you know, for that for a couple of seasons even. So, and then yeah, obviously he had a, he had a great career at UNC and everything. So I would I would probably label him as at least at least to my knowledge as, as the most famous Lamar alum. Okay, that's okay. There you go. I I thought it might have been Bohannon, but you know, it's uh, yeah, he did play for North Carolina, so that does. Uh... Elevate him a little bit, but uh, yeah, very interesting. So uh, I asked Maggie this question. Is there any question that you thought I was going to ask and I didn't get around to it? One, one of these questions that you, that you feared and, and, you, and I thought, oh man, I know Lance is going to ask this. Um, I don't know. I don't know about feared so much. Uh, I, I knew the Iowa State ones were coming up and that's, you know, yeah, that's yeah. obviously a fun one to fun one to talk through, but um, I was, I had, I had prepped more, you know, I'd prepped for the, uh, you know, the, the Ankeny coaching questions a little bit. So I just, that's been mm. something I really enjoyed this past, this past year and or this, you know, this past two seasons and everything. So I was, I was all prepped with my Ankeny stats to, to cover anything you had there, but. Okay. So you think that you're going to eventually be a head coach down the road? Is that something you want to jump into? Um, yeah, we'll just we'll we'll kind of have to see where things go. I mean, it, I, I I enjoy coaching a lot, so it's it's definitely something I'm passionate about, and and just being you know being around running is is just it's 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 a lot of fun. So we'll we'll have to kind of see where where things go with it. But I would certainly like to like to stay involved as as much as I can manage. Okay, do you have any uh, target races for 2024? Since we're you know going into winter here. 
not much <laughs> running on the track now, uh, as far as that goes. But uh, do you have any races like the Belmont that you're targeting for for 2024? Yeah, we will. And again, yeah, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but we'll just have to see a little bit. Um, this past spring, I did not coach track. I did not help with the, the Ankeny track team. Um, just knowing that I, I kind of wanted to focus on my own racing a little bit and just being afraid of kind of overcommitting. And, and then, you know, I like to do a couple of things well rather than a lot of things mediocre. So I wanted to kind of just focus my efforts. So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm planning on helping with, with their track team this spring, uh, if they'll, you know, if they'll have me. So just kind of see what, what sort of shape I can get into around helping there. Um, and then just, just kind of see where that takes me. If I'm, if I'm in decent shape, I'd like to, I'm sure I'll hop in, I'm sure I'll hop in some track meets, but we'll just kind of see what I can, what I can manage and what I can get into. Okay. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Josh. I had a feeling this would be uh, very interesting for, especially for Iowa State fans, you know, wanting to know what exactly happened there, um, how they ended up losing you to Colorado, but uh, it was a school of minds, you know, benefit for them uh, in the end. And um uh, Sounds like um, you found a more happy place there uh, out in Colorado, out in Golden. Yeah, for sure. Yep, obviously would have would have been cool to have Iowa State work out, but you know, ultimately, I think I think that was, you know, there's there's a different plan for me out there, and obviously was was able to have a great experience at, at Mines, and you know, I don't think I'd trade it for anything now. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see you at some of these uh, road races coming up in 2024. I'm sure I'll. See you on the starting line at some of these 5Ks. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you very much for, for having me on. It was, it was fun getting to talk with you. And definitely I'll see you out there at some point in time this spring or summer. So there you have it. That's why Josh Evans left Iowa State for the Colorado School of Mines. Uh, it was a frank assessment, really, of uh, just not being prepared, really, to deal with being beat by other athletes in practice and races and also the injuries, uh, not being able to stay healthy due to the higher, higher mileage. And um, you'd have to say it worked out great for Josh, uh, proud alum of the Colorado School of Mines and uh I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to see him continuing to run here uh around uh races here in Iowa and uh in the Midwest. So that's it. Thanks for listening and everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Hope you can find a turkey trot to jump into before you eat all that turkey and stuffing. So long everyone and happy running. <laughs>